G'day. Talking about pedagogy with Ryan Shelton, Deputy Principal of Learning at Holy Cross College. This podcast is by teachers for teachers on the art and science of teaching. Holy Cross College is a pre-kindergarten to year 12 Catholic school situated in the metropolitan area of Perth, Western Australia. As an Apple Distinguished School, the college is a global leader in contemporary 21st century pedagogies that are Christ-centred and student-focused. The college's vision for learning allows for all students to be engaged, challenged and progressing. Well, welcome to today's episode. I tell you what, it's been a few weeks because it's been school holidays and, you know, an 11-week term got the better of uh, myself and everyone else. And uh, today, um, I'm going to introduce you to my first returning guest, Lindley Waters. Lindley, it's great to have you back. And you. to Ashlyn Keating. Ashlyn is one of our other junior school assistant principals. So today, it's our whole senior leadership team, learning team, together as a trio for today's episode. Episode. So uh, we together form the learning team at Holy Cross. So we've got Lindley overseas um, as assistant principal for our upper cluster in the junior school. Ashlyn does our early years. A little bit of a bio about Ashlyn because you've all heard about Lindley before. Um, she's a star that we know. Um, Ashlyn's come over from the UK. You'll be able to pick it up straight away from her accent. Um, we're in the middle of the Olympics at the moment. And unfortunately, the UK's got the Aussies all covered. They but we're coming indeed. back. Don't you worry about that. Um, so taught in the UK, came over to um, Australia, has taught at Holy Cross for a number of years now, was a learning innovator and has stepped um, so well into the role of assistant principal in the early years this year. Team, welcome. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, great to have you. Now today we're talking six C's. Michael Fullen six C's. So first test, because we don't have them in front of us at all right now, let's name Michael Fullen six C's. Go. Communication. Collaboration. Creativity. Character. Citizenship. Critical thinking. Ah, very good. They're very proud of themselves. They read that beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, when we look at Michael Fullen's six C's, we as Holy Cross have been on a journey with the six C's for a number of years now, about seven years. We had um, staff members have participated in a number of PDs internationally around um, this. And and the whole idea here is our vision for learning. We've got my favourite line in our vision for learning is that we strive to develop visionary young people who embrace their changing world with confidence and optimism. And hasn't our world changed a bit in the last 18 months? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Lindley? How's your life changed in the last 18 months? Well, the last 18 months has um, taught me that I'm a lot more resilient than I thought I was. Um, It's given me and our junior school team a really good chance to really apply our IT and technology skills in new ways and, and broaden our thinking about new audiences and new ways of um, delivering lessons and engaging learners online and it's been really exciting actually. Yeah, it's been great and, and you've done a fantastic job um, through through the middle years in the junior school. Ashley, life, has it changed? How's the world changed in terms of embracing our changing world for you? 
Um, personally, it's been very challenging the past 18 months. Um, obviously, like a lot of people out there, I haven't seen my family for a very long time. Um, but I do think that here in Holy Cross um, and schools in general, we've really embraced what's happened. Um, the new things that have come out in um, within our pedagogical practice and um, the way that we have embraced the online learning when we did it and we're set up um, and ready to go, I suppose, if it did happen again. Hopefully it won't, but we're ready to go if it does. That's right. We certainly are at the moment. And, and we are. Uh, I do want to put a shout out to our friends over in New South Wales and Victoria and South Australia have just come out of their lockdown as well. Um, and then also the, our international listeners that have just gone through such a challenge. We've been so lucky here in West Australia. Um, that our changing world has been quite different and certainly we had but we still had to develop a sense of confidence and optimism so today's episode we're really going to unpack these six C's and what it looks like and and hopefully share some examples for our educators out there about how we can embed them uh, in our practice we've got a strategic goal this year at Holy Cross where we are really looking at developing these across all of our learning areas and helping all of our students to get this because um, you know one thing we certainly know is that in the world that we live in right now the ability to learn is the most important skill and um, I heard this thing recently that it's more important to teach people how to think than what to think and um, Lindley <laughs> what do the six C's mean to you? What they mean to me is they're really these deeper competencies that we want all of our students to walk away from school with. You know, they're the things that are going to enable our students to thrive in the outside world because, like you said, they've got Google to find yeah. the information, but they need to know where to get information from, how to use the information, how to share information mm. with other people, and that's what's going to enable them to be successful and progress as adults. Yeah. Well, well, let's start at the bottom. And by the bottom, I don't mean the, the like the negative end. <laughs> by the bottom, I mean the building blocks, the foundations. Ashleen, what do the six C's look like in the early years? And for our international people, when I'm talking here early years, for us in our context at Holy Cross, we're talking pre-kindergarten, which is three-year-olds, through to year two. Um, so the six C's in our early years, they really link well to our um, EYLF, our early years um, learning framework um, in that we're really wanting to, to develop, to develop um, the character within the children and especially their communication, a rich um, oral language development within the early years obviously has a knock-on effect to every other um, learning area that they um, take part in as well. Um, so I suppose in the way that we do it here at Holy Cross is we we gently introduce um, the six C's and we actually explicitly teach them um, so the children have a firm grasp of what they are and um, actually understand how to use them. And um, so we're providing them with the skills um, to flourish within those six C's. Um, so I suppose I'll talk a bit about how we introduce them. Um, we have in kindergarten and um, the children work on communication um, here at Holy Cross and really try and develop those oral language skills. And then each year another C is introduced up until year three. Um, and then we, we find that in the, our junior school then that they actually really understand what the words mean. They're not just words on a board, they're actually lived out within the college as well. And it's, it's quite a challenge, isn't it, pedagogically, because you've got these key things that you've got to learn, like your phonics and your counting and these, these key things that need like you know quite a bit of teacher support, but then you also want to put them into situations where not only they understand the Cs, but they need to use them. Mm-hmm. How, how would they do that in an early years classroom in terms of like their zones or their um, 
uh, provocations and things like that? I suppose it's um, it's giving them the opportunity to explore the world around themselves. Um, and I suppose it's a bit of a flip on that explicit teaching um, and actually child-led learning in that we're giving them those provocations. So we're setting up spaces within our classrooms where um, the children can delve into their learning and it can be quite child-led. And then the teacher is the facilitator within the classroom. So rather than them always starting and um, they're learning with explicitly teaching the skills it's letting the children have a go at it and then the teacher identifies what um what the children actually need to work on and then they can do their explicit teaching then at that point because i love putting you on the spot so let's say uh, communication you mentioned there in kindergarten as a focus what are some things that our teachers do in order to really enhance our student understanding of communication um, well, I think any early childhood um, educators that out uh, that is out there, um, obviously we have our, you'll know about this, our role play areas within our yep. classrooms. Um, they're massive for our um, for the communication of the children. And here we really like to gain um, the child's interest before we set them up. So um, our teachers often talk with the students about what we could set up so they're interested, keen um, and wanting to engage within that as well. And there's also um, the idea of that it's child talk over teacher talk. So we're, we're letting the children um, direct their learning. And then the teachers, again, they're acting as that facilitator. They're um, interjecting when it's appropriate just to extend that thought process within the children as well. Fantastic. So our students get a great understanding in the early years about each of the six C's. They've played with them. They've recognised them. They can talk about them. They then hit the middle years, Lindley. What does 6C development look like through those middle years of junior school? So we still focus on them um, through our big ideas where the teachers will um, work with the students to have their big ideas question and they'll focus on two or three of the 6Cs during that. But at the same time, we're looking at embedding the 6Cs across all learning areas. So if I'm in maths and we're looking at fractions, I'll be talking about using their critical thinking when they're doing a certain task. Or when we are in science and we have to do an experiment in our groups, we'll be talking about what collaboration skills are going to be important for that. Um, or having opportunities to reflect, you know, even when we're reading a book, this character what 6C do you think they're strong in? What do you think mm. they've had to use the most as the story's progressed? Those sorts of things. So it's becoming just part of the everyday learning in the classroom. A challenge that teachers often would articulate is the fact that we've got a crowded curriculum and then suddenly we're adding in these more things on top of general capabilities and all these other things. What advice do you give maybe in the middle years to the teachers about finding the space for these things? I don't actually think it's an extra thing because I think we do mm. it naturally. All of, all of them, are, all of these six C's are in our teaching all the time. It's a matter of verbalising it, highlighting it and pointing it out to students so that they can identify it themselves and then build on that. Um, so like I said, it could just be a simple sentence. You're going to need to use your critical thinking for this one or we'll have to be creative in our problem solving for this lesson. Um, it, it's just really simple, often short bursts of hits, but it's constant in your language and in the way you talk in the classroom. A question for both of you. Do you measure it? Do you measure the six C's and the students and how they go in with them? 
Look, I'll, I'll admit in the past I have in different ways. Yeah. So I have set up rubrics in ways where um, there'll be possibly a critical thinking component and that's part of their analysing in a certain task or part of their research. I would possibly put communication sometimes in there if presenting. Mm. So again, that language is coming up. But it is a tough question because what's the end point? When does someone become mm. proficient or high achieving in citizenship? Do you have to be a politician to do that? Have, do you have to start? <laughs> you would argue money that the politicians <laughs> yeah. aren't. No. But do you know, do you have to start a non-profit organisation? Do you have yeah. to go save the whales? Or how, how do you become high achieving in some of these? It's an ongoing um, continuum where there possibly is no endpoint. So, yeah. So at the end of each of your domains, question for both of you here. I'll start with Ashleen. Where do you want the students to be at? So when the students finish in year two and then when the students finish in year six, where should they be at with the six Cs? Um, I suppose for, for my um, age group that I teach up to year two, I want them to have um, a firm understanding of communication, collaboration, creativity and character and what, what those words actually mean um, and to be able to, to name when they have shown good character. So I showed good character today when I was out in the playground um, and I fell over and I got back up. I was really resilient and um, to be able to actually name the C that they've been good, using. Good on you, Ashley. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you're saying success at the end of year two is we can articulate and identify when I'm using a 6C. Yeah. Yeah. And apply them in the everyday context as well. And you go one step further in the, in well, in both um, sub-schools there where you actually, that's what you celebrate in the junior school, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, so our um, merit awards at junior school assemblies are based on the six Cs. Um, so they're named, this is a character award, and then we give the reason, or this is a critical thinking award, and then we give the reason. And our teachers, I suppose, in if you walk into one of our junior school classrooms, you will hear, oh, you're, sh you're showing such great collaboration today, year three. <laughs> Look at you guys go. So we do really use those words um, continuously. Yeah. Could you imagine me doing that in a year 12 class? Yeah, <laughs> I can. Oh, Why not? sensational. What about you, Lindley? At the end of year six, what would success look like with the six Cs? Um, I, for me, the success is that they're actually applying the knowledge about knowing what the six C is and not only being able to kind of list it and identify it, but they're using their skills. They've learnt that collaboration isn't just sitting next to someone and doing some work. Mm. It's actually about sharing ideas. It's about problem solving together. They're able to compromise. They're able to um, solve um, disagreements or, you know, decide that they need to vote to make a choice or those sorts of things. Um, so they're starting to actually apply the skills that show they're demonstrating those um, success. So then I suppose that gets to us in the, the middle and senior school. And, and for us, um, we've had a, a big focus for probably the last five years in middle school around the development of the six Cs. And we've been on our own journey. We, we used rubrics and looked to measure them against that. And what was always fascinating is often some of your high achieving students academically really struggled with some of the core 
six C's. Um, and some of the students that perhaps maybe didn't achieve as well academically uh, like seemed to really grapple with the six C's well. We hadn't done uh, much explicitly in the senior school, and I suppose this year we've really opened up those conversations now about helping students with those future-ready skills. And, you know, employers now are wanting these things far more than they're wanting a score. Balancing that in a high school perspective is hard because you still need good scores, but you also need really good creativity and critical yeah. thinking and character and these things that go along the journey. Um, and it's been a great challenge for teachers because they also in the high school will throw out that crowded curriculum. Yeah. But the, what we've found is those teachable moments make all the difference um, in terms of those conversations that you can have with a student. I was talking to a student uh, the other day that got in trouble and was naughty and then having that character conversation about their attitude, their behaviour and their effort and what, what that stands for as a student. But I suppose these soft skills are bigger than that, aren't they? It, what would you guys consider to be the most important of the soft skills? Oh, that's a tricky question. question. <laughs> Fullen talks about... Um, character and citizenship as his top ones. Yeah. Um, and I can see why, but I, I don't know. I get torn between character and communication. or the, the, They're so linked. Uh, yeah, they are. So I think that's if you're, um, if you're putting one above the other, then you're potentially saying that the others are less important and they're not because they all work yeah together so well i think if i had if i had a gun to my head right now <laughs> um sorry for being brutal <laughs> um i would probably go with character um i just think because if our students are showing good character then that kind of filters on that they probably would achieve well in the the other six uh, the other of the c's as well and so i think that that's a firm foundation to go by perhaps but um yeah like Lindley was saying they're so closely connected um, and can't work independently, I suppose. Because you know what's interesting? In, in Fullen's book, New Pedagogies, he defines deep learning as the six competencies, as those yes. six Cs are what he defines deep learning as. Because often we might throw out that phrase about what, oh, I, I want my students to have deep learning, so not superficial stuff. But he says, he says deep learning is the attainment of all of these six things. Because I think about a year 12 student and I, I'm really looking for, yet. Yeah, character and citizenship but I'm looking for are they critical thinkers are, are they ready for this world you look at the social media um, pandemic that we live in where you know um, algorithms are pushing students in particular ways and shifting our society further left and right their ability to have a big bs radar on to kind of work out what's what's right and what's real and authentic and what's just transposing me in a particular way how do you guys sit with that yeah, look, it makes sense. And then I also think communication is so important. Like yeah. for humans, the difference between humans and robots is relationships. Yeah. And if you can't communicate with other people yeah. to share your feelings and your thoughts, then, you know, what's the point? It's like the idea of like if, if all a teacher's job was was to give knowledge You've got Google. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can replace a teacher because you've got Google because that can give knowledge. Yeah. 
But we know that at the core of it, a teacher is the ability to connect those things, to take the superficial to the deep and build those relationships and have those conversations and connect. And there's those intangibles that come. And I suppose that's what we're preparing the students for. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, sorry. If we're, if suppose if we're only giving knowledge, we're actually failing the children because we're not um, providing them with what they need to, like we said earlier, to embrace our changing world and to actually um, have success beyond school. So then I suppose my question is, um, is it more important that we explicitly teach the skills or that we explicitly use the skills? Or is it a balance and you want to be a fence sitter? And like, can we choose a side here? With the six C's, is it about knowing them or using them? What's going to prepare us for life? Definitely using, using. them. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad we said it into action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go team. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, ultimately it's, it's no good if you can just list them, if you can't put them into practice. But if you can apply them, even if you don't realise you're applying them, that's the, the winning. You know, Say, for instance, if you're, in, if you're in a job interview um, – you could, you, know, you can sell the fact that you can collaborate, you can say exactly what it means, but then if you get that job and you can't actually collaborate mm. with your new colleagues, then you're not going to have success. So, yeah, definitely using them would be for me. Yeah, I think it's critical, isn't it? So, I suppose last question. Um, we've got a number of people that listen to this that are um, from all spectrums of the teaching realm right through to the, the big dogs. Um what advice would you give to people that perhaps haven't played with the soft skills yet are still kind of in that idea of my job as a teacher is curriculum, I nail curriculum, I get good results and I'm successful. What advice would you give to teachers in any realm here about why there's a place to succeed and how to start to play with them? Um, mine would be not to be fearful of them. Um, like Lindley was saying earlier, these are things that you are already doing as educators and you are you are using the six C's at all times. It's just about sometimes just naming it as well and so the students are aware of it and, and really pointing it out to them and yeah, as well. I would be thinking about it's not about what makes me successful as a teacher, but what can I do to make the student successful? Mm. And for me the six C's help them to be successful. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, uh, uh, my bit of advice would be, and I often say this to parents, I say I care more about their child when they're 40 than what they graduate with when they're 17. So if we as a school and as educators are committing to the long view, we're not like politicians, right? Politicians thinking about three years ahead, I've got to get re-elected. We have the ability in our profession to look beyond that and, and go, I actually really want to set them up for life. Um, to embrace the changing world with confidence and optimism. Definitely. Well, uh, thank you for your time today. Um, you know, if people want to connect, if they really enjoyed um, what you had to say today, um, Twitter handle Ashling. Ashling Peak Heating. Ashling's a funny spelling. It's A I S L I N G. Good old Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> so you can connect with Ashling on Twitter. Lindley? I'm at Miss Waters AUS. Fantastic. And I'm at Sheltz12. And it's cooler if you've got a Z. So it's Sheltz with a Z12 because <laughs> <Really>? that just uh, <laughs> lifts my profile. Um, so thanks so much for your time today. Thanks and please um, get in touch with, the, the, with our team if you've got any questions. See you later. Bye.
If you know of any awesome educators that we should have on this podcast, please reach out. Thanks for listening to the Talking About Pedagogy podcast from Holy Cross College. Be sure to find us at holycross.wa.edu.au and follow us on Twitter. Goodbye, God bless, and thank you for being my friends.